Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. We're thrilled to have everybody here to our Bible study tonight, and if everybody will get in their seats, and we love to fellowship at Rejoice Pompano, and so everybody's here, and uh, we're excited about tonight. I know tonight is going to be an awesome night, let alone the music, because I just love the music, because the music is going to get you where you need to be, and the Holy Spirit is going to start speaking to you. And you get to praise and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What more could we want to do? So we just praise God and we just praise the Lord. For everybody that's coming in, we serve a mighty, awesome God, do we not? And we also serve a risen Savior. And uh, we've been blessed to uh, have Easter and celebrate Easter. I hope you all had a very, very blessed Easter and I pray that you all have, uh, many of you, have had a praise report. So we will uh, just pray that you are uh, going to send them into our Saturday testimonies and our extra testimonies. So we're excited about it. And uh, we know that we've had some salvations of families already through the Easter period. So we're really praising the Lord on that. I'm going to open up with Psalm 97. And I'm going just to read a few verses, <clears throat> and, um, and then I'm going to pray. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth seethes and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 9. For you, O Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil. For he guards the life of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is shed upon the righteous and joy upon the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. Lord, we do praise your holy name tonight, and we worship you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we, Lord and Heavenly Father, we just praise you that you orchestrated all of this. This was your plan, divine plan, perfect as it was, of how you sent your Son down on this earth to be born by a virgin, and then to go into ministry, and then to pay the price of the shedding his blood on the cross for all sinners. Oh, how awesome your plan was. It is perfect, and we just give you the praise of the Lord for the Bible that teaches us so many principles and precepts and promises from God through from the Genesis to Revelation. 
Lord, we just praise you, and we ask that you would go and touch all the marriages around the world and create marriage what you created it to be. And what God has put together, let man not separate. And Lord, we just pray that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we just praise you tonight because you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. And we want tonight that men and women who come in, even new people, that they will know that they know that they have not come in to hear Charlene, but they've come in to hear the Holy Spirit speak to them and guide them and let the Lord be the teacher tonight. Let the Word speak to them tonight. Lord, open all of our ears to hear your voice speak to us. We need to hear you. We need to follow your will and way, and we just give you the praise and the glory for all that you're going to do tonight. And we just first are going to praise you, and we can't do ever do that too much. So we thank you for tonight. We ask you to bring the people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And we pray for any delays in traffic that you would just move them quickly so they can get here. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, we're just going to start out, and we're thrilled for everybody that is here tonight. And we're going to open up with two songs that I chose. And one is Forever, and the next one is You Are God Alone. Forever for the life. 
unstoppable. That's what you are. Welcome to Rejoice Pompano. I'm Lori. I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, for those of you that are new, and we're glad that you're here tonight. Um, I just wanted to welcome you, and for those of you that are new, we have a few new people, and just go over a few things. In front of you, you have a yellow prayer sheet, and if you have a prayer request tonight, or an update, or a note that you want to write to the office, or to um, my mom, Charlene, you could just use that yellow prayer sheet that's in front of you. There's a basket in the back on the bookstore table, and you could just leave it in that basket, and we'll make sure that gets there. Um, tonight, when you walked in, Beverly may have given you an index card, and we, in the past, have done like a Q&A at our conferences when we've had them and it's been very helpful and beneficial to people and we can't always get to every question but it kind of gives us an idea of what is on your mind and what things you would like answered so tonight if you have a question um, you could just fill out the index card and also put it in that basket that's at the back table and if we have time tonight we may get to a few questions if not we will put um, the question possibly in a Charlene Cares or in the devotional or in the uh, newsletter or maybe on Periscope or on a Facebook live broadcast or on a conference call did any of you um, have the chance to get on the conference call that we just recently did Good, a couple of you. People, listen. All right, the conference call, if you cannot make the conference call live, you can go on and listen to it again. It's called a replay, and it's available. So if you go to the website, rejoiceministries.org, and it is under media, I believe, um, but you'll see the conference call there, and you can listen to it. And if you're having a rough day, and you're like, I really just need something else, you can go back and listen to like years of conference calls. So the resources are there. So go check that out. And then if you're reading your Charlene Cares Daily Devotionals, you will see the announcements when we have another conference call planned. So that is something that is encouraging. And for those of you that listened to it, I hope that you were encouraged and it was a blessing. Um, we had Beverly and Deanne and um, I can't remember who, Rusty was on this one. And Ruth, yes. And, and so it was, um, it was great. So anyhow, go listen to it if you did not listen to it. And good testimonies there. Um, questions? Also, it's, what month are we in? April. It's going by so fast. So can you believe how fast this year's going? <laughs> the days are long and the years are short. That's what I say. Do you believe that? Even on the bad days? <laughs> Um, who has got a birthday in the month of April this month or an anniversary? Okay, we're going to start in the front tonight. So birthday or anniversary in your first name. Okay, happy birthday. All right. Yes. Okay, listen, you will have an anniversary April 9th because who cares? That's what I'm saying. Who cares? So you get to keep celebrating and 
you know what? Don't let it defeat you. If the judge says that's it and you're divorced, you say, okay, Lord, that wasn't a surprise to you. And you celebrate that anniversary. And then when you're restored, you do what my parents did and they celebrated all of them. They just wanted extra (laughs) gifts or something. I don't know, but (laughs) no. So, okay, well, happy anniversary. Anybody else on this side? Yes. Happy anniversary. Okay, is that it for this side? Okay. Lily. Birthday, April 2nd. Happy birthday. Dee Dee, did you have your hand up? Oh, okay. Well, she was just waving. <laughs> okay. Anybody else on this side? Yes. April 16th anniversary. Happy anniversary. Okay. That's it. Birthdays and anniversaries. Did I get everybody? Okay, well, our gift to you is an item from the bookstore. So um, at the end of the night, you can go back and get a book or a CD and help yourself. And um, I'm just going to point out Dee Dee real quick and Dee Dee. (laughs) Dee Dee has a restored marriage. And not only has a restored marriage, but Dee Dee is expecting a little one. (laughs) So when when are you due? July. And do we know what it is yet? A girl. Okay, good. A girl. All right. So tonight, if you get a second, go say hi to Dee Dee. She hasn't been here recently. She's working and busy and home with her hubby. So anyhow, say hi to Dee Dee tonight. Um, We're going to take a few minutes and just have some opportunity. If you have had something great that's happened that you want to share with us, um, just a way you've seen God work in your life, or he's answered a prayer that you've been praying about, I'm going to just give a few minutes. If a couple of you want to come up, And we will just line up here so that we can be mindful of our time and um, just have a time where we can just share some testimonies. So is there anybody that would like to come up and share? Come on up. All right. Just come up and we'll line up so more than one can come now. Dee Dee, come on up. I'm going to let you be first. Hello. I don't really know what I'm sharing, but I'm here to proclaim that God is amazing and he restored my definitely what seemed dead marriage. Um, and Charlene asked me to share like some verses that were just um, that I held near to my heart during my stand. Um, one of them I've heard Charlene say many times. It's Isaiah 43, 18 through 20. And it's forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, for I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? For I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And that was just so helpful when I was like, oh my gosh, like this looks so hopeless and I don't want to keep thinking about all this pain. And God was like, no, just stop looking at that stuff that's happening. It's going to be in the past and I'm doing something new. So that was um, a huge encouragement. And then the other one um, was Second Chronicles 2017. And it's, um, you don't even need to fight. Take your position and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O my people. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them, for the Lord is with you. So that was just another one. Um, I don't know. Did you want me to share anything? Well, you can share. (laughs) You can share since I saw you last. (laughs) I know. The first trimester, I was very tired, so I stayed home a lot. Um, Yeah, so my husband came home last February, so it's been a year now. And um, I know when I was standing, I would sometimes think about, like, okay, when my husband does come home, I'm really nervous uh, because even if he's home, you know, he's not going to come home like a different person. It's still going to have, like, there's going to be all these issues and stuff. And um, I just want to encourage you by telling you, like, just like during your stand, you take every problem to the Lord. Like, in the restoration process, you take every problem to the Lord. 
And like even in the smallest things, like God has answered every single prayer. Like Amen. some of them immediately, some of them over months. That's but right. I had written down like requests and then like answers. And looking back at them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this and this and this and this. And it's amazing. Like my husband is a new man in Christ. And um, so it's just, that's an encouragement to you guys because, you know, all the stuff you're worried about in the future, like God's going to take care of it. So. In your how many months? Um, I don't know. I always... Oh, how I many weeks? Want, yeah, <laughs> I'm confused about the months, but it's 24 weeks. So I'm more than halfway there, and I'm due in July, and we're very excited, and we're having a girl. So um, God is good. <laughs> and what a praise report yes. for Pompano. Yes, thank you. God bless you. We've, we had, uh, last month, we had Raquel and Mike come, and they had restored marriage, and they had a little baby boy that was just a uh, few weeks old. So... Uh, we're thrilled to have the blessings to the family and look Pompano. Hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Yersi. Um, God has been doing so much. Uh, I'm not good speaking to crowds, but I'll kind of let you know what uh, has transpired over the last several months. I have an in-home prodigal, and I've been standing since uh, July. And um, he's been wanting to move out, and I've, through continued prayers and requests, you know, that I put on the little yellow card, God has continuously <laughs> blocked those attempts um, from him moving. And like three weeks ago, he, uh, he told me he had an apartment, which he took me to go see, just so that we could have open communication. He had been working on that apartment, doing a side job. And that was an apartment he was planning to move into. Um, three weeks ago, he told me he lost that apartment. He blamed mm. me, but I thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, he recently told me he didn't know what, whose advice I was taking that this wasn't working. Um, <laughs> Creator of heaven. Again, Heavenly I Father, thank God. Holy um, Spirit. I just have remained consistent um, through my prayers and used this time to kind of refine me. Um, through that process, over the last several months, I've met quite a few women in my same situation uh, here in the group. There's a couple of them back there. Um, through the online Facebook uh, Bible study that we had. And like three or four years ago, God had kind of put on my heart to start a women's like ministry or Bible study, or, and I never felt equipped. And all of a sudden, I had these women that I'm connecting with. Um, so I started a WhatsApp prayer group. And what started as some women here in um, South Florida has now expanded to about 16 of us. Good. One of them is in Mexico. I know you're watching on uh, Periscope. Another in um, Costa Rica. Wow. God was telling me to not put limits. And we just kind of pray and encourage each other and uh, just uplift each other whenever needed. And uh, it's bilingual, both English and Spanish. And those that don't speak um, Spanish, kind of translate and just there's no boundaries we just kind of encourage and pray for each other and it's been wonderful for all of us um another thing is that my husband came to church easter i didn't even um whoa that is powerful amazing because he hasn't we been to church yes no, he hasn't been, been to church praying. in years um Ooh, wow. and saturday the day before easter he called me over to come watch a show about jesus with him on the history channel and i was like totally God is moving. Again, God is moving. <laughs> and um, he, he kind of dozed off, fell asleep, and woke up like the devil. Like, mm -hmm. it, it was so transparent and so visible to me how the enemy is just 
working in our spouse's life like a puppet. That's yeah. kind of, I mean, one minute he was like, come watch this. And the next minute he was just like, I hate my life. I hate this house. I hate everything. And, and told me some really hurtful things. And right. I cried all day Saturday. Went to work, came back, and he was still watching the History Channel, the Bible series. <laughs> and I went to shut the TV off, and he's like, no, wait, I want to watch this scene. And I was just totally amazed. So I kind of built up the courage to ask him to come to church with us because I hadn't asked him um, at all. And sure enough, he said yes. Wow, um, that He came is to huge. church, uh, uh, sunrise service, and even allowed the pastor to pray over our family. Whoa. Wow. Another, uh, totally amazed. Now, I had been planning... Here's the big one. <laughs> There's just been so many things happening. I work for the airlines, and I'm super blessed with the ability to travel whenever you know we want. And I had been planning a vacation for the family. And he had not said anything for weeks. I just continued to plan, and I'm like, OK, if he's going to come, he's going to come. If not, didn't say anything. It didn't work out during my son's spring break. Um, and I had vacation this past, actually, this past week. And I was going to cancel my vacation since my son was back to school. And Monday, was it Monday night after Easter, um, he asked me, so what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm probably just going to cancel my vacation. He's like, well, work is slow. Um, I might be able to take a few days off. And I'm like, OK. And uh, then he tells me, just plan something. So I start planning and looking. And we had always wanted to go to Peru. And um, I looked at flights. Um, he still hadn't told me what day he was, he was battling. Like, yes, I might go. No, I might. He wouldn't say anything. Tuesday night, he tells me, okay, you know, I, I have the next few days off. He had to be back Saturday for a wedding. Um, I booked the flight Tuesday night. Um, even after I booked it, he said no after that. And I just continued with the plans. Wednesday afternoon, we got on a flight to Peru, spent three amazing days there. Oh, um, my word. Didn't talk about the situation, didn't just enjoyed each other's time, um, exploring, visiting. Wow. Um, amazing. He didn't even hesitate. It was just us. The kids didn't even come. The kids, you know, and it was a total blessing. It was blessing. A, a blessing by God. Yes, again. So <laughs> Another gift I, from God. I just want to encourage everyone, even though there are moments that seem super dark, um, continue praying, continue standing, be consistent. Um, that's what I've been doing, and everyone here has been a tremendous encouragement. But you've been walking in faith. Yes. Do you know how many times she's been defeated by circumstances and by what he was saying or doing and not even planning to go maybe the next day? She kept going forward and believing. That big word, believe. Believe. Believe and, and have faith. And just keep on trust, doing it. Trust, trust in the believe. Lord. Those are the words that he's been giving me and united. Even a Sunday night after, after church, um, we had lunch as a family. Uh, we ended up going to the beach, which is our favorite pastime. And um, we're sitting at the beach, and he tells me, what's going on here? He started to waver. What's going on here? This is not, you know, going well. Um, and I told him, we haven't really worked towards anything, and I'm just giving you your space that we're kind of like roommates right now. And he told me that we were worse than roommates. Then Monday night, he says, let's go away somewhere. So it's, it's wow. very visible. Deb it's, he's double-minded. Yes. Remember what the, it says in James. They're double-minded by seconds. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> literally by seconds. And you have got to just keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus. Stay focused. Keep your eyes off the circumstance. 
find someone to pray with you, encourage you. The group of ladies has been amazing. Um, and be consistent, trust, and believe. Love you guys. Um, God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? I don't see anybody else. Okay, so, okay. This is not um, a testimony or anything. It's just something that I read. Okay. And it's called um, A Closed Spirit. And it's, it says, it's a person, a person with a closed spirit has a stronghold of bitterness that deceives them from receiving any positive information or truth. A closed spirit will shut them off from their spouse and the Holy Spirit. They will always see their spouse as bad. No amount of sincerity, truth, and kindness can penetrate a closed spirit. A person with a closed spirit does not hear the Holy Spirit and is not interested in handling things in a biblical manner. It takes an act of God to penetrate a closed spirit. The good news is that those with a closed spirit are not a lost cause. Amen. Paul is a good example. Paul is a good example of this. Instantly, he was transformed on the road to Damascus from a spirit closed to all Christians to the, right, to the writer of most of the New Testament. When Christ is your Lord, never write off anyone. Amen. God can change anyone's heart. And it's just, I never heard of a closed spirit, but that's just something that um, we can uh, bind, knowing that there is something called a closed spirit. Soften that, heart in heart. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Come. Say your name first. Good evening. My name is Cynthia. And I told her with the idea of getting, getting up because I don't like getting in front of people. But just a small update on what's been happening. Um, about April last year, my husband filed for divorce. And it wasn't about two weeks, three weeks, uh, he started coming back, playing around and talking reconciliation and about three and a half weeks he moved back in wow. and he's been back in since we've since sent our grandson off to the Air Force who moved in with us we've bought a home and my husband has taken several classes in ministry school Wow <laughs> amen that is, that is what you call suddenly and keep suddenly going on God is so awesome. Is he not awesome? We praise the Lord. To God be the glory. That is why we say do not plan what tomorrow is going to bring because you never know what your suddenly is going to be. It can be just like it was for me. Knock on a window and your life changes suddenly. And that's what you got to be ready for. Anytime, any night, any evening, you know, expect and believe that you're, you know, and you may need to do something like pick up the phone and, and say, do you want to come over or can I come over and watch a movie? You may need to ask the Holy Spirit when you need to start, you know, knocking on the door of the, saying, we want to be friends. You don't, don't plan on other big things. Just plan on communication. Knock down that wall 
of communication. We've got to knock it down, and the Holy Spirit can do it. We're going to sing one more song. Let's worship the King. Our God is greater.
Yeah, I was having too much singing fun and singing in the back, so. All right, uh, we just happen to have one more testimony from Michelle, and so we're going to do that before we... Oh, that's all right. Thank you. Okay, real quick. Um, My husband and I actually, we do see each other a lot. We are divorced, but we do see each other a lot. He calls me weekly, but um, I had been praying for breakthrough in communication because I'm not the one who calls him. He calls me. And um, so the Lord took it a little bit a step further Um, on Easter. Actually, I was on the beach just observing the Lord and spending my time with God and um, drove back home to Miami. And he actually texted me. And um, so that was huge. That was a huge breakthrough because I'm not supposed to have his phone number, apparently. And so that was a huge breakthrough. Um, Not only that, but... um, He's been spending more, like, longer time home, and um, and I'm just preparing, like, you know, certain foods that he likes to have, snacks, so I just make sure it's there now. Now he's actually asking for it, so it's huge, and, it, you know, I can see where he's definitely struggling, but he likes to be home, and, and it's a blessing, so. Yeah, it's Coming home and visiting, and oh, what a blessing, what a blessing to have our husbands and wives home and visit and get to go out to dinner or do anything. You know what? We never realize how much we loved our husbands and wives until we don't have them, do we not? Oh, I remember that after they left. I go, why did I do what I did, you know? And why did he do what he did, you know? (laughs) But the enemy is alive and well, and, uh, and we've got to realize that. Our church is uh, doing um, a conspiracy number two, because they did a study on the enemy and do not be deceived that the enemy is alive and well, and we've got to learn to pray and fight. And so they did one last year, and now they're doing one this year. So um, it was really an eye-opener yesterday. It was excellent. and. Uh, we, we've got to, lie, we've got to stand up and understand we need to put that armor of God on us each and every day. We need to put the blood of Jesus over us and a hedge of thorn bushes around our spouses and around the wall of fire around us. We need to pray for God's protection. And then the enemy cannot get into us and attack us quite as easily as when we have nothing of God's weapons. We need to use his weapons. So anyway, that's all free. But uh, I can never, ever say and could ask right now, raise your hands if you put your armor of God on this morning. And I have uh, a good going. Everybody's raising their hands. Praise the Lord. You're, you're, you're listening. Because when I go out to lunch or dinner and meet with somebody, they often will say, no, not regularly. And I go, is the enemy around all the time? <laughs> and so we need to put it on every day. So that is great. Good going. I'm so proud of my class here. They listened and put it to uh, action. Psalm 95 is where I'm going to open up, and we're just going to work our way in tonight. And um, I, how great our God is, is what I'm played at the end, because I want you to believe how great God is, that he can do anything. And you just heard that in so many marvelous ways with the testimonies. 
nothing is too hard. And either, you know, your spouse is not the enemy. You know, it is the enemy in Ephesians 6. Let's, I've got so many new people here tonight. Let me just read Ephesians 6. Let us put it uh, so we know that we know we, what we're talking about. And I'm going to start in verse 10 because that's where we need to start. Because we need to know we're strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6. Finally, finally, after he's been doing all what he's been teaching, Paul's been teaching about marriages, and Ephesians is a beautiful book of the Bible to read regularly. Uh, so is uh, Philippians, so is Colossians. I love the epistles. So uh, you can read all of them, but and read them more than once because they're really good. And if you will print out the prayer list that we have on our website, under resources, there's personalized prayers you can pray. A lot of them are from the epistles as well as other places. Finally, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. So we're not walking in our mighty power. We're walking in God's mighty power, okay? Put on the full armor of God. And that says it very clearly. Put it on. And it says so that you can take your stand. And there it is. So you can take your stand, not against your circumstances, but against the devil's schemes. We can be identified right then and there that the enemy is not your spouse, it's not your in-laws, it's not your, uh, your job, your employer, your boss. It is the enemy who has come to steal, kill, and destroy, as it says in John 10.10, 10, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And my Lord told me, after the fact of me filing for a divorce and divorcing Bob, that it wasn't Bob. It was the enemies, but again, and against the darkness, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, and it says, Therefore, put on, there's another instruction, put on the full armor of God so that when, it is going to come, the enemy is going to come sometimes, but it says when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, Stand firm. Then, so stand firm. You are to stand firm. Not weak, not weary, not hanging by a thread. It said stand firm. We are a child of the king of kings. Okay, just want to make sure that you got it. With the belt of truth buckled around the waist, what more do we need? Then the belt of truth buckled around the waist to hold all of our weapons that we're going to have. And the weapon of truth, the truth shall set our loved ones free. The truth set me free. It set you free. Because you all weren't like doing what you should have been doing in all so many circumstances. Now, I know I'm not pointing. I'm pointing. I'm pointing 
that how many of us were not the husbands and wives we should have been? I raised my hand, and I was pointing all of my, at my husband that he was not the husband he should have been. And the Lord then, after he taught, touched, hit me over the head uh, with his truth, the truth set me free. And the truth opened my eyes to God's word in a new way like never before. And that is what we have got to stand on. Stand on the promises of God. Stand on his word. Believe that God created heaven and earth, and he created male and female, and he put us together, and it was good. It was awesome. Adam was incomplete without Eve. So we've got to understand that. We need to know that. But then it says, Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness. And I'm going to tell you, when I put on the belt of truth, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. And I put it on my family and all my grandchildren because I don't know if they did it. So I do that, and you should do that. You need to put it on your spouses and your children and grandchildren. And then you say, I, I add to this. I just go a little bit further. And I said, help us to live a Christ-like life. Help us to live in holiness and Christ-like life every day. Help us to be more like you every day. I just add that on because I want to be more like the Lord every day. He's got a lot of, he'll never get me there. We'll never be perfect till we meet the Lord. Is that right? Okay, amen. We've got to grow, grow, grow. And it says, and then, um, and, and then with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Well, what could we want more of? than the peace of God that is beyond understanding, that transforms our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. And so I love to pray for peace, peace in the midst of any storm. We're going to talk about that tonight. With the belt of Anne and then with our feet fitted with the gospel of peace, in addition to this, take up. That means pick up. The shield of faith. When, and I did a teaching on spiritual warfare. That spiritual shield of faith is heavy, it's big, and it's going to protect you. And it's going to cover you. And it's, it's a neat story, but all right, I'm going to tell it. And when you have lift up a shield of faith, if you have a whole army, of, if you took our whole group and took and made a square or an oblong, you can hold our, our, our shield of faith, and it is going to block, and it connect, we can connect and connect and connect, put one at the end and connect and connect all around us, and we are protected all around. And that is what we've got to remember, is that's why God wants us always to put us together. That's why the church is so important. That's why Bible study is so important. And that's why prayer partners are important, because we connect each other, and we can lift up that shield of faith, and we can block all the fiery darts. And it says, and, uh, lift up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Not from your spouse. All of the flaming arrows from the evil one. This whole uh, uh, passage is explaining that this is not flesh and blood. 
And so many of you have gotten angry or bitter or are holding grudges or revenge against your spouses. And you need tonight to let it go. You need to ask the Lord to forgive you for holding a grudge and a list of all the wrongs. And you need to say, Father, forgive me for I know not what I am doing because I am blaming my dear spouse or my in-laws or my whatever, whomever. You could be blaming your kids. You could be doing anything. But you have got to come to the point that you can read this. And when you speak slowly and read it slowly, all of a sudden, we keep hearing about the evil one. That is not your spouse. So I want you all, and this is so important. There has been radio programs I've been, or podcasts, actually, that I've been listening to. And R.T. Kendall just wrote a new book, and it's written, Total Forgiveness. And Dr. Dobson had him on his uh, program on Family Talk. So you can go to Family Talk and then go look for total forgiveness. I believe it was a couple of days that he interviewed him. He says there is nothing greater than for us to forgive each other. It, it heals us first. And then it takes, and God takes care of that person, takes care of that problem. You let go, you let God deal with it, but you forgive them totally, completely, and forget about it. You, you lay it at the altar, and it is gone, and if you have the thought come up again, you know what you do? You give it to the Lord again and say, Lord, I already forgave him for that. I've already forgave her for that. I've already forgave her for having uh, someone else in our house and everything else. You know what? We have to keep praying it, and we are saying, Lord, you have to take control of this. You take control of this. You solve the problem. You fix it. You touch their hearts. You remove that other person out of that house or out of, remove the other person out of our house, wherever they are. Remove the person out of their life. I like that one the best. I don't care where they are or how many there are. Remove them all and put the hedge of thorn bushes around them and say, Lord, bring them to their senses and come on home. Or I'll go there. I don't care. I've got a lot of men who are ready to pack their bag and go home. So, you know, we've, we've got to understand that we need to forgive. I mean, R.T. Kendall did an excellent teaching. And I know that's going to help you. It's going to free you up because you asked. He said, pray about it. Because the Lord is going to bring you people when you were children that you hated and didn't forgive them for what they had done to you as a child. And we need to let it go and forgive. It's blocking our, our, all of what God wants us to be. Because, let's go to Matthew, Matthew 6, I believe it is. I want you to understand how important forgiveness is. It is ultimate. It is so important. In fact, 
I pray that you will pray the Lord's Prayer every day because you can pray it five, ten times a day if you want. But the, and it's never too much. But however often the Lord reminds you of it, I would suggest you at least pray it a couple of times, beginning in the morning and end at night. But it says, I'm going to go to Matthew 6, verse 9. I'm going to just read it as it is. And I don't have the New King James, so bear with me. It's not perfect. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. If we will pray this slowly instead of fast, every day we're asking God to supply your will be done and we're asking on earth as it is in heaven, give us today. Lord, help us pay our bills and have food on our table today. And forgive me, us, of our debts. And as we also will forgive all our debtors, everybody who has been pushing my buttons, I'm going to let them go. Let them go. Forgive them. That's what we're praying. And lead us not into temptation. And I know some of you are being tempted. And I know some of you can have had boyfriends from yay past and, and girlfriends from yay past and co-workers, all of a sudden you were very handsome and good looking and, and keep that wedding ring on. And because you need to say, I'm busy, I am taken. And I wear my wedding ring and I'm, I'm taken. I am taken by my husband, but he's in heaven now. But I've got the Lord on my side, and he is my, my husband right now. And I don't need anybody else. And I don't want that. God has told me I am to do this. And yes, a widow can marry, but, oh, I, I don't know how I could fit it in my busy schedule. <laughs> they would not be happy. <laughs> And so anyway, I am thrilled. Am I happy? I'm happy what I love what I do. So it says, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Can you imagine? How many times you want to pray that today? I want you to deliver me from the evil one. Protect me, Lord. Isn't that awesome? And then it says, for, and this is the verse that we often, most of us, stop because we don't know. This is the end of the Lord's Prayer. And, and we say, amen. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, I always like my but God says, but if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's a really big condition on forgiveness. And that is what they talked about um, in R.T. Kindle. It's us believers, we have to realize how important that is in our lives. So let's uh, pray. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you for all the, the ones that have come in, and we just ask that you will be with us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, I pray you would direct each of us each and every moment, each and every day. 
Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our pathway. Holy Spirit, I just pray you would direct my steps and my words tonight as we flip through and go through this beautiful word of God, which is all truth, nothing but the truth. And Lord, we just thank you for breathing on it each and every day to us as we read it. And may you make us more like you. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's a, we just ask that you would help us stand on the promises of God. I pray you will give your men and women the promises of God that they need to stand on and to fight for. Lord, we thank you for the praises reports that we have had tonight. To God be the glory, and thank you for the little one that is coming into a restored marriage. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and the glory for what you're doing around the world and with all the people. And Lord, we thank you for the periscope. We thank you for all the people that will be listening to this in the future. And we just ask that you will touch every Everybody's most urgent need tonight and we ask that you would meet it supernaturally by your divine purpose and plan and will and that you would meet all their uh, urgent needs and you be their provider you be their healer you be their uh, restorer you be their deliverer and we just ask that you would be their spouse for the season and their husband for the season and we just praise you for tonight for what you're going to be teaching us and we give you glory and honor that Easter was such a beautiful time and season in our lives that we can celebrate that Jesus Christ is alive. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, you may be brokenhearted, and uh, that's okay, but the Lord says, I will heal the brokenhearted. Psalm 147, verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted, he binds up their wounds, and he determines the numbers of stars and calls them each by name. Now, i got to go back to Ephesians 6 and finish one more weapon that we, I got on. But we, I didn't forget, but here we are. Let's go back. And it says, feet are... Uh, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition to all, take up the shield of faith, with which you, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And then it says, take the helmet of salvation. And take the helmet of salvation. And that is so important, because we put the helmet of salvation on to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. That we would ask, re, ask the Lord to renew our minds, to have us, to have our brain rewired to think as the Lord wants us to think, not as the world wants us to think. And we can really go way off and think in a whole bunch of things that the devil can play uh, with us with circumstances and we can just play I, you know, fantasy land. That's what we play. Fantasy land in our brain of what our husband or wife are doing. And you know what? When I, Bob got home, it wasn't like that. It was not as happy land as we thought it was. And so here I was really imagining all these things. And the Lord said, see, you know, you should have trusted me. And you, all that the enemy tried to torment me with we need to quit. Don't think about that. 
Don't think about them. If you're going to think about them, pray for them, but don't think of what they could be doing, are doing, and everything else. You're imagining it. You're dreaming. You can, if it's not the belt of truth, if you don't know for sure, then don't assume. Okay? All right. Hope you got that one. Um, we don't need to mess our brain up all day long and not work and lose our job because we're not thinking right, because we're not thinking for what we're supposed to be thinking about. So we need to pray for their salvation. Now, we're going to be talking about that tonight because salvation is important. And our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for how many sinners? Can't hear you. All sinners. That means all of us were sinners, and all of us have been sinners, and we all have to, to cry out and ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins, but we cannot point fingers at anybody else because all of us have been sinners. And every day the Lord tells us to pray the Lord's Prayer, and so we're asking for forgiveness of our sins every day because I'm not perfect every day, and so either are you. I just want to let you know. Um, and I'm sure you lost it, and your, your kids might even say you're not perfect, and you might say your kids aren't perfect, but regardless, we need to forgive, and we need to, to really um, pray for their salvation and pray for many people's salvation. If you know, if you've heard us before, you know what I'm saying? We want to pray for all prodigals. We want to pray for all standards. We want to pray for all men and women who are in their marriages and their covenant marriages. We are praying for a restoration each and every day to happen suddenly, quickly, and we don't even know where it's going to happen. So we want you to be aware that pray for others. Don't be self-centered and, and be selfish. Add your, to your prayer list and pray for others. And then it says, which is the word of, then the sword of the spirit. And the sword of the spirit is double-edged sword, and it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And it's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Okay, great. When Jesus Christ arose and he defeated the enemy and God showed his, his power to that nation and to that city and to his disciples, and where did they go? They ran. Where are we going? We need to run to the Lord, not run away from the Lord when we have marriage problems. We need to run to the Lord and get this book out and start really studying it and really meditating on it. Uh, and, but Jesus Christ, when he arose, and if you read our devotionals, I went through for three or four days what was going before and after. And it then said that Mary Magdalene was the one that Jesus was there, and, and she thought it was a gardener. But Jesus said, go and tell the disciples to go and meet me in Galilee. And then he said, and don't tell anybody else, and go. And so she went, and you know what? If I had seen Jesus, and I said I had seen Jesus, I would have believed her. But did the disciples believe? No, they doubted until Jesus 
walked into the room. And we had Doubting Thomas that we know, and we've talked about that in the past. I'm not going to go there. But Jesus, and mostly God, planned for Jesus to stay there for 40 days over and over doing things. And if you read, as I suggested, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, any one of them or all of them, through the Easter time or now, pick up the book of Acts and read about what happened in Acts of what happened to the disciples. It was not easy for them because they were still around. And it said that, that God had him appear over 500 times to prove that he in, had indeed arose and in, he was indeed alive. So what is your most important prayer tonight? What is your most important need tonight? And for your loved ones, is it repentance? How many do you have in your family, extended family, and all of the family members, and then go into your neighborhood, your close friends, your co-workers. We could create a list, and I, I could dare wonder if you could not at least have 20 people that you could pray for their salvation. And wouldn't that be an honor and a privilege if you wrote them down and you started praying for them, and you started saying, I'm not going to say anything, Lord. I'm going to pray for you to send messengers to them, and that you would be the one. And then if you tell me it's me that's supposed to speak, then I will. So the Lord will speak to you. You will know it's the Lord when he tells you to do it, and he will keep telling you or reminding you to do it. But get a list of people that you need to pray for, because the Lord, our we're the disciples now. We are his disciples. We are his children. And we're to, to go and we're to pray for others. Let me say, I wondered what your problem might be tonight. Let's go to Jeremiah 33.3 because I want you to call out to him. And I want to read what Jeremiah 33, if you've not read that chapter of Jeremiah 33, may I have you write it down tonight. And at some time this week, you would find time to read it because if you like the titles, it's Promise of Restoration. Promise of Restoration, that just will keep you going. Just You'll read it now and I'll tune me out. So uh, don't. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. And I was just, had to put that scripture in because remember what we sang, how great is our God. And there it gives that right there at the beginning of the beginning of that chapter. It talks about how great God was that who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. We've got to come to know how great our God is that he can and will do anything. And we have to believe in him. We have to trust in him. We have to put our faith in him. We have to walk not in fear, 
but walk in faith. We have to not worry and have anxiety. We must have peace. We must choose to come to the point that we will not allow the enemy to torment us with all the emotions that we could have of being weak and weary and not strong enough to do this. Well, that's crazy. We're praying for our our marriages to be restored, our families to get back together again. It says, call to me. Call to me. The Lord, God is saying to me, speak to me. Call me. Pray to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now, I'm telling you this because we need to focus on some of our praying is um, repetitious. Could I say that? It might be repetitious because we get weary and tired. And I would say, if I hurt my toe and it was really hurting, I would pray, Lord, I pray you will heal my toe because it's really hurting. So if your heart is really hurting and you want your husband and wife to come to their senses and come home, and we've got husbands and wives that are in prodigals, in homes, working on never separating, never leaving, and we've got husbands and wives that are finding us, and we're working on marriages more in the house than we've ever been, and we're working on restoration. They're in the process of marriage restoration. We are celebrating because we used to work with standards only years ago. Guess what? We got many restorations that are all in different positions now. So we are praising the Lord for husbands and wives together. And that is awesome. It is God doing miracle toward the end times. He's getting us ready to be ready to go up in rapture. And are we ready? And Jeremiah 32, just across my Bible, it says, verse 26 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? No, nothing is too hard for God to do. Nothing. You know, I had my daughter-in-law three months ago had her mother in intensive care at Imperial Point Hospital. And you know what? She is being discharged in one week after three months being in the hospital and was going to die more times than this on my hand. And God has healed her. And And the most important thing, she accepted the Lord. And you know what? To God be the glory. Do not, but what you don't, we might just look at the circumstances. We might hear the doctors. We might hear what the judge says. We might hear what the attorney says or what your spouse is saying or what your kids are saying. Do not listen to it. Tune your ears up to what the Lord is saying to you. Because this is a woman that I saw yesterday and I said, oh, you are a walking miracle. I said, I can't wait till you get home. And I said, you are like night and day what we've gone through. And it's amazing. To God be the glory. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing. And you know what? Bob died of cancer, but you know what? That was his timing. It was written in the book of life. So don't worry about, well, how does one and not the other? Don't get into that. Get into your marriage and into what you're praying for and believe God for miracles. Believe God is able to do immeasurably more than you can even begin to imagine. Is that what you believe? He, that's what it says. 
So what we want to believe is that, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. But I want to get all rid of this. Well, they weren't home on Easter this year. Well, they're chalk another holiday up. No, get rid of that. Are you going to get rid of it tonight? Get rid of it. Forget the past. Forget yesterday and strive for today because you don't know if your spouse is going to text you or pick up the phone and call you and tell you to come home today or you should call them up and say, do you want to have dinner or do you want to go to a movie? Uh, we've got two you can go see. Um, I forgot the name of one. God's Not Dead, number two. Awesome got to go see it. And the second one is the miracle of what? Miracle from heaven. Uh, that one. Oh, yes. So I, I saw two, uh, with two different families this weekend. I got covered. So, I mean, I, I can't wait. I, I'm the first one at the theaters because I'm praising the Lord that he's got that. But God's not dead. is spectacular for any unbeliever. Oh, my word. Awesome. So, you know, we need to be praising the Lord, but forget that all the bad from yesterday. Give it to the Lord and say, I, I trust you for today. Do not hang on to all this garbage. I went through the garbage last month. <laughs> Quit going through it. And if you didn't listen to last month, then go back and listen to it because you, you can't. It's, it's too good to miss. So anyway, Hebrews 4, I hope you got there by now. And I'm going to start in verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges. Here it goes. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So may I suggest, don't worry about your spouse. May you worry about yourself because we're all going to stand before the Lord also as he judges our thoughts, our attitudes of our heart, of what we were thinking or whatever about anybody. And we were maybe sitting in our thoughts. We may not be speaking it with our mouth, but what are we thinking? And we're going to need to cleanse our mind and to have a Christ-like and a good attitude of our mind. So I'm, I'm saying that, and I want you to understand the word, as you read the word, is going to make you more like him. And it's going to, he's going to open up the scriptures to come alive to you to where you need to change and what you need to be, how you are to be a husband, how you are to be a wife, how you are to be a, a mother, a father. And if you have issues with your children, how ask the Lord, what am I supposed to do? And ask him to give you guidance, and he will. But then it says, therefore, now this is so important because Jesus is the great high priest now. And if you read Leviticus and if you read the Old Testament, they had rules for going into the Holy of Holies and there was the priest and we can remember Zechariah and we can talk all about that. But we have a high priest now that is our Lord God, that he went to heaven when he ascended into heaven 
and the disciples watched him go, he was seated, seated at the right hand of God his Father. And he is our intercessor. He is the great high priest. And I want you to understand that. That's why it's so important. So let's keep on reading. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. What are we speaking? What are we professing? What are we thinking? Here it's saying us, we've got to understand who we are in Christ. Who are we in Christ? We're much better than what our brain wants to tell us. Is that not true? Let's stand on the promises in the word of God, not what the devil's telling us that we're losing and we're never going to win, and da 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 And I am, why I am up here tonight, you would not believe what I go through on a Monday to get here. You would not believe it. You are not going to have anything prepared. You cannot do this. You, and I, I fight with the devil in my mind all day long. So remember that we have to take captive Every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. That will save a lot of trouble in our life. So let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable, this is so powerful, to sympathize with our weakest weaknesses. Because he came and he was flesh and blood. He went through everything. He was persecuted, he was hated, he was stoned, he was flogged. He, how many times did he have to go, go through everything? He knows our pain. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Then verse 16 is powerful. Also, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's your scripture for tonight, dear standers. That's our scripture because Jesus Christ is the great high priest. He's the intercessor and the, he is standing while we pray, it's going to him to tell the heavenly father, we need to do something. And he can handle all these prayers all in one time. So we need to understand he is able and, and we've got to just keep on keeping on. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Let's turn to Romans chapter one. And there is a Southern Gospel, which my husband loves Southern Gospel music, but there was a Southern Gospel music, I'm Not Ashamed of the Gospel. And when I was reading this today, it brought memories of my husband back. All good memories. And it says in verse 16, Romans 1, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the Gospel, because it is, is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for, for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness comes from God is revealed. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. 
Who do we want to be like? We want to have a Christ-likeness, a righteousness. What is the breastplate is of what? Righteousness, right? You got it? I'm going to connect this. So for the gospel is a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now, how many of us have heard that by itself? A lot of us have heard that scripture, the righteous will live by faith. Well, it is talking about all of this, but it's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel and the power of God. Because God, there's power. You know, stand firm, and we've got to believe in who we are in Christ. And that's what I wanted you to get. So let's go on, because we want to pray for salvation. Our goal is to pray for the salvation, and then the next word is repentance. I want you to repent each and every day of anything that you've done that you shouldn't have done and ask the Holy Spirit, do I need to repent of anything? And then confess your sin and, and it's forgiven, it's forgotten, it's under the blood of Jesus. Well, we want the repentance for our spouses to, to come like that and have a, I pray, as we've talked about it many times, Psalm 51, where David had committed adultery, he had committed murder, and he was he denied it all for a year and, and pretended it never existed. And his, um, the other, the, he had a child and the child died. And so Nathan confronted him. But he, in Psalm 51, repented. And he had godly sorrow and he repented. And that's a beautiful psalm that you could pray for you or your spouse or any children or our prodigal children that are in the far country that you have in your church that you may know of, that you would have mercy on me, O God, it says, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out all my transgressions. Well, pray that for your spouse and pray it for your loved ones. That list that we just created, 20 names, wash away all of our iniquities and cleanse us from all of our sins. Isn't that our prayer? So we could pray this, and it says that you will teach us wisdom. It says, cleanse us with hyssop. And then says, let us hear joy and gladness in verse 8. And I dare say, I think you all need to hear some joy and gladness from the Holy Spirit. I think you need to have the joy of the Lord to be your strength. Is that right? And then in verse 10, it says, create in me a pure heart. And why I would definitely put create in me a pure heart in all those 20 people. You know, Lord, you do it. You be the one to touch them and change them and renew a steadfast spirit within them. And it goes on and on. But I'll, go, I'll read verse 12 because that's got the word restore. And it says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Because I've lost the joy of being a believer. Have you lost the joy of being a believer? Have you lost the joy of going to church? Have you lost going on Wednesday nights? Have you lost to be involved in church? You may not want to be right now. Maybe you can't because of your time pressure. But don't lose the joy 
If you don't have the joy tonight, go tomorrow, and why don't you just Google, you know, the Bible gateway or whichever place you want to get it, or open up the old-fashioned way in my Bible. And <laughs> I just know some of you don't, you have your Bible on a telephone, so I, I would look up in the concordance, and I'd look up joy, and I would do a Bible study of reading the scriptures of joy. Don't just read the one scripture. Read two or three up above and below and get the joy of the Lord to come back into your heart because we need to radiate. Do you know why our ministry is rejoice? Because the Lord said, I want you to start rejoicing. And then he gave me Philippians 4, and because he knows I'm hard-headed and maybe stupid or dumb or whatever the word is, but uh, he gave it to me, Philippians 4, and it says, and I say again, rejoice. Uh, Charlene, you didn't get it the first time, I'll give it to you the second time. And I want you to rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, I want you to thank me in advance that you're working on the other side of this problem. And I can trust you. I can trust you and I can let go and let God deal with it afterwards. Now, I got to get back to where I was. But that was all free. Let's go to Romans. I was in Romans. Don't forget where I was and where you were. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Romans is an awesome book of the Bible to read. I, I, you notice I, love, I have a lot of favorites but I'm sure you will too. Romans. And it's, the headings of these are good because it says in verse 9 above it, no one is righteous. So if you think you might have a spirit of pride that you don't know how successful you are and how great you are and look at what you're doing even without your spouse home, you have got this taken care of. And you know what? If you, don't, if you think you can handle everything, Let's get rid of that pride really quick because we don't want to have a haughty spirit, okay? We got to get rid of pride. Big pride comes before the fall, okay? And our pastor talked about pride yesterday, and there is more than 100 scriptures on pride. So we got to get rid of it because who had pride in Isaiah and his first letter of his name starts with an S, Satan. There was an answer. Satan had so much pride that he told God he was going above him. And he got, and God took care of him, and there was discipline, and he threw out a third of his angels down into the earth and said, you, nobody is above me. So you need to get rid of pride. Are you do not allow self-righteous that you're in this class and I am, I am in this class? You know what? Everybody, my husband or my wife is not, but I am in this class. I am going to be self-righteous. And do not go down that road that you take Bible classes or you're reading the Bible. Um, be humble with a contrite spirit. Does that make sense? You know, your spouse is not going to like a prideful person or love a prideful person. Now, they probably already got the spirit of pride because they're already on the road and they've been successful or whatever, whatever. But you know what? Pray for them to have a humble, contrite spirit. 
okay? But we don't want that pride. We want to get rid of that pride. And if you read Proverbs 16, you will read a lot of things about pride. But let us be humble and, and loving and compassionate and caring. Okay, Romans 3.23, let's go. I'm going to start in verse uh, 21. But now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness comes from God through faith. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So we must have faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, correct? There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Wow, that is awesome. And you can keep reading. But Romans, if you were to present the gospel to someone, you could use Romans 3.23. And Romans, let's go on to Romans 6.23. It's so easy to share how God loved them so much that he died for all of us. Romans 6. And I'm going to go back a little bit. I've got to figure out where. Let's do verse 15 because it talks slaves to righteousness. And we're talking about Christ-likeness tonight. Slaves to righteousness. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know? That when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as a slave, you are slaves of the one whom you obey. Whether you're a slave to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience that leads to righteousness. Now, I'm going to ask you. The Lord often tells me, and I know he does you, are we obeying and doing all that the Holy Spirit is telling us to do? And he may, not, he may tell you to do it, and we don't do it instantly. I'm, I have that problem sometimes. I just thought I'd confess, since none of you are offering shaking your heads. I just, I'll raise my hand. But, but I'll say tomorrow. You know, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow doesn't often come instantly to me. So I write it down. And you know what? The Lord tells me pretty soon, uh, do it. Is that what happens to you guys? Okay, so maybe we all need to respond more sooner. I think we need to probably respond much quicker. So like when he says go, we go, you know, or stop, we're going to stop because we could get ourselves in some trouble. So take that for all of us that we need this, okay? So it says you're, whether you're a slave to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that th through you, though you used to be slaves to sin, we all were slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free. Now, here is a scripture that I would put down and pray with my spouse's name in it. Does that not sound good? 
and pray for you and your family have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Hallelujah. I'll, I put all 20. Remember that list we had? Put 20 names, and you may think of a few extra, but it says, if you have been set, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Lord, that is my prayer for every prodigal, for every husband and wife around the world, that they will all be set free from sin, all their sins, and then become slaves to righteousness. In the name of Jesus, I pray this right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. I put this in human terms because you are weak with your natural selves, just as you used to offer the parts of your body to slavery, to impurities, and, and to ever-increasing wickedness. So now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness living. I added living on, okay? It's holiness. We're to live holiness lives. We are to live a Christ-like life. And it says, um, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you, did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. And that is a huge praise. That is what you and I have prayed for and have as a gift from God, is accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But we are set free from all sins and become slaves to God. And that leads to righteousness, which leads to holiness living. And that means we have to keep our eyes and our TV and the internet and the Facebook and the Instagram and the Periscope and everything else to be Christ-like and holiness. And if you don't, you're going to fall into a trap and you're going to spend an hour on Facebook or two hours on Instagram or what other the new ones are, and you could have spent an hour with the Lord, an hour with your family, an hour praying for your husband or wife or, or other people. I am telling you, the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy any part of time of anything in your life. And we don't realize how the enemy is sly to even trick us to do it. And we just didn't even think it was anything big deal. But it is when you consider we just are too tired now to, go to, to read the Bible tonight to go to bed, so we're going to go to bed without it. But we had time to do all the other stuff. Now, I know that's not happened to you, but I just wanted to tell you, tell your neighbor, don't do it. Turn off and have, um, what is that word? Boundaries. Boundaries that we will say, okay, I'm going to allow myself this many minutes. Now, if you're like me, I am really bad at time. So I, all my family and my kids, and I had to turn off my alarms. I have alarms. If I'm going to do something with Facebook or something, I will put a time on it to watch it because otherwise that time can go way longer than what you think. 
Is that, a, does anybody have that? I, okay, no confession. Okay, there you are. But for the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We want to live not just righteous lives. We want to go for, this, for the next step. We want a holiness living life. We want to live Christ-like. We want to be more like Jesus. We want to radiate the Lord. We want to be different. Like my husband said, he could not push my buttons anymore to start an argument or anything else because I wanted, I didn't want anything to do with anger, bitterness, hatred, or all of those words because I was that. I was, you know, I had to win. The debate, you didn't understand me. I, I understand your reasoning, but could I, you just listen to mine one more time? <laughs> Where was submission in that word or in that discussion? There was none. And it's not that I didn't think he heard me, but he heard me and he goes, since this is something, could we just take a break? What I teach now is what he told me. You know, could we just forget about it right now and take a break and discuss it tomorrow? No, I followed him to his office. <laughs> he says, can you just give me a break? No, I just want us to make a decision tonight. Well, that is wrong. I was doing it all wrong, and I reaped the results. So please, don't do what I did. And my husband you know, got tired of me. No wonder he had girls that worked that looked a lot better than me. Sounded a lot better than me too, really. But anyway, Romans 6 is, is so powerful. And I just pray that if you will understand that Satan can deceive us so quickly. And, but we have got to realize that we can go to God's dominion. And let's go to Acts 26. I am running out of time. Acts 20. Six, And this is one that I want you to know it's very important for us. This is one that you can pray daily, okay? Because it's one that talks about opening our eyes. Now, Paul is sharing how he got saved and how he had his own Damascus Road experience in Acts chapter 9. So he, Paul finally is in uh, prison, and he is uh, speaking before King Agrippa, and he is speaking, and he's sharing his testimony. And boy, does he have a testimony. But in Acts 26, uh, 6, 16, he's talking, and he says... Um, in fact, I'll start with verse 15. And then I said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus answered, I am Jesus who you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I've appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen in me. And I will show you, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, so they may receive forgiveness of their sins, and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. There is Jesus talking to Saul, who became a Paul. Pray that with your spouse's name in that. Because Jesus did 
He wants you to be his servant. He wants you to be a witness now that you will show and rescue and pray for others and that you are going to pray for God to open your spouses and those 20 people's eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness just as Saul turned to a Paul. Nothing, nothing is too hard. Isn't that true? Now let's go to Acts 2. Acts 2. We want to pray. We want to understand that Jesus Christ arose. He defeated death. He defeated Satan. And he wants us to go. And we need to be lighthouses each and every moment. We need to say, I am willing to be used. Speak to me. If I see a person walk down the street, pray for them for what their most urgent need might be. You don't know who they might be. You don't know if they're battling illnesses, or if they have lost a job, or they don't even have a car. They may be a homeless person. You don't know when you're standing in line at the grocery store who you may see that God wants you to pray for them. We could pray so much more short little prayers if we will just say, Lord, use me, use me. Every minute of every day, may I be used more like you. And you're going to be praying for some number of people that have got huge problems. And they don't even know the Lord. But there's going to send enough people praying for them that there's going to be one that's going to say, I'm praying for you. He may even give you a word to tell him. Don't give up. So I want you to understand that this was right after that the um, Holy Spirit came at Pentecost and he, they all thought they were drunk and all of a sudden at 9 o'clock in the morning this, they had these people thought they were all crazy and they heard them in all of their own languages, okay? But so they were all trying to figure out what's going on. And verse 37 says, when the people heard this, they were cut. Listen to this. They were cut to the heart. The Holy Spirit was doing the work. The Holy Spirit was in charge. And said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message that day were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to that number that day. We can be a lighthouse. We may not have a calling for 3,000 when we speak that day at the grocery store, but we need to tell people 
We need to pray. We need to pray and say this scripture. Lord, I pray for all of our standards. I pray for Rejoice Ministry. All of the prodigals, the standards, the husbands, the wife, the children, little children, like over there, that were over there, or the big kids that are out taking drugs or getting pregnant. Lord, we're praying for all of them to be baptized, every one of them, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of their sins, and that they will receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the promise is for all of them their children, and for all who are far off. What a scripture. See, he wants us to pray for everybody to repent because repentance means you turn 180 degrees. When you say, I repent, I confess my sins before the Lord Jesus Christ, you are turning 180 degrees. You are turning totally you're going to be transformed. Transformed. Yes, you're going to be a baby Christian, but you're going to be seeking and growing in the Lord. And that's what we want, transformation. We want them to be transformed. I was transformed. When I was at that church service that night and I heard all that I had done and heard how this husband and wife, had, she had prayed for five years for her alcoholic, abusive, unfaithful husband, and I am listening, and, and I'm, she prayed and fasted, and I go, oh, I didn't do any of that. And I, the Holy Spirit, and they opened the altar and, and all, asked all the couples to come up and pray for each other, and the pastors would go down the row with them. And I went over to the far corner, like uh, I felt like I had a flashing D on my forehead that I had divorced my husband due to his unfaithfulness. Yes, I had the escape clause, but God notified me that day that I didn't ask him what he wanted me to do about it. And we need to pray for their repentance because Bob, when I let go and let God and started praying the scriptures, when he came up and knocked at my window that day, two and a half years later, he said to me, stop praying. Stop praying. It's, I don't know what you're doing. It's like voodoo. It's, you got to stop praying. I said, it's not voodoo. It's not witchcraft. It is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And he goes, I'm not coming home. But I will go get a wedding license. Right now, I'm going to give you a wedding license to put in your Bible. Now, that's double-minded and crazy. But I knew he was already gone because he drove two and a half hours to see me that day. And he doesn't even live near us. So I knew God was moving. God was touching his heart. And that's what we want for every one of you to be touched. You to get rid of that anger, that bitterness, that hatred, that unforgiveness. And then just say, change me into your righteousness. Change me into a holiness. To be more like Jesus every day. And then, may I radiate and may I share the gospel of my Lord Jesus Christ. I will not be ashamed to share it with my brother, my sister, my friend, my family member, or a co-worker off, off away from your job course. We don't want to get you in trouble. Um, you'll see that. But anyway, that's God Not Dead movie. But we want you to see that 
you ask God, use me. And pray for salvation. Pray for repentance for everyone. We all need to repent, don't we? And then 3,000 were added to that day. Now, we may have only one person accept the Lord when I did it with Kathleen's mom, but she hadn't accepted the Lord for 30 years after her husband died with cancer. because she, she was mad at God. So what you've got to understand is God can touch you and touch a person at any time at his time. Lord, we just pray tonight. Oh, Lord, we're praying for miracles of salvation to come to each and every home around the world that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ. We're also praying for salvation to come to the homes and all the marriages that are hurting and hanging by a thread. We're praying you will send messengers and ministering spirits. You just send the people that need to go there and be the neighbor or the co-worker to listen to that person who is saying, my spouse is talking about leaving. Father God, may you be the one to tell that person, to tell that they're the one having the affair with a married man. And may you be the one to have us start praying for them. Lord, let us be used by you that we pray for you to open their eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God to receive forgiveness of their sins and then will be sanctified in faith in you. Father God, we are praying for this room, for all of us who are not right with you, that you would say, Lord, I need you tonight. I need you. All these scriptures, they really have really stomped on my feet. I've, not, I've gone off. I'm, I'm veering to the world's way. I'm not leaning to the Lord's way. The enemy is, is deceiving me. And I want to be more like you. I want to stand and fight for my marriage. I want to be the husband or wife I need to be. Lord, I pray that you will go up and down these rows, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just speak and listen to these prayers that are being said right now to change me, mold me, make me. Forgive me of this sin. Forgive me of that sin. Lord, help me to stand and fight for my marriage. Help me to forgive my husband or wife for all that they are doing or have done. Father, may you forget the past as you so easily do. You forgive us so quickly and it's gone into the ocean of forgetfulness. May we throw all of our sins that we've held against our spouses and all that, the list of the sins, the unforgiveness, may we throw it into the deepest oceans tonight. And may we, if we have to write a list of people that we have been hurt or rejected or abandoned or or maybe a very horrible childhood incident. Father God, we may even, some of us may need to go to counseling. But I just ask that you would just be here to do um, work with the people that are listening to this, that you would just transform us and forgive us of all the ones that we've held in bondage in our hearts and our lives. And may we walk in forgiveness. And may we now say, Father, 
save me. And if I've been saved, Lord, then forgive me of my, all my sinfulness that I've lived and uh, picked up back up because of the anger and bitterness of what my spouse is saying and doing right now. And I've, I just ask you to forgive me, Father. And thank you that I'm a believer, but thank you that I can get rid of the junk that I should not be doing. And Lord, cleanse me from all my unrighteousness and create in me a pure heart. Oh, Lord, make us to be more like you each and every day and let us run from the corrupt generation. But let us pray for all the ones who are in that lifestyle. And Lord, may we be used to share to people that we love and care about. And may we pray. We don't have to hit them over the head with the Bible. All we need to do is just pray the word. I've, we've, we've seen so many scriptures tonight to set them free. Lord, may you go and set all the husbands and wives and the kids that are in bondage to sin right now, may you set them free in the name of Jesus. Set them free tonight, Father. May you speak to them in dreams and visions or whatever way you want to do it. Father, we're asking that you would speak to them through the word, through a TV program, through a radio program, whatever it is, a podcast, I don't care. But Father, speak to them and bring them to their senses that they will escape from the trap of the enemy and they will have, be, have a Saul experience and become a Paul because they will come home and they will surrender their life to the Lord and be used as Peter was used after he rejected the Lord three times. Do you love me, Peter? Do you love the Lord, dear standard? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to be used? And, and you willing to take that narrow road of follow and pick up the cross and follow Jesus Christ? That's what he's asking. Will you go all the way? And we will just give you the praise and the glory, Lord, of how many hearts and lives are being touched tonight and around the world in how, where husband and wives are working on their marriages or their marriage is hanging by a thread or the ones that are in the process of marriage restoration. May you make the bedrooms to be one bedroom and one bed. And may we just get rid of all of the problems that are going on in homes. And may the marriages that are getting back together have a 180 degree transformation in both their hearts and lives. That they will both be transformed and then their marriage will be rebuilt on the solid rock of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.